what today is, Katie? Is it? It's buying a tent tent day. day. It's getting a tent day. In 90 minutes, Eric, we can go buy a tent. Oh, my God. I have one more meeting, and then (sighs) we can buy a tent. It's so much worse the last little bit. Like, you know how, like, the last hour (laughs) of a drive is like, oh, God. I want to go buy a tent right now. I want to quit my job and buy a tent and go live in the woods for the rest of forever. Well, you can't do that because no, you should make money at some point. Yeah, I And also, how would we make a podcast? I mean, That's I guess true. we could bring microphones to the woods. Yeah, I was thinking if it didn't fit into our day so well, I was thinking we, sh- we could go into the tent and, and record the podcast in the tent. We could record a podcast tonight. We could record next no, week. No, because once, once we're done with the day and we're doing the tent stuff, I feel like we should just be doing tent stuff, you know? I also was informed by several people on the Switch stream that we should get a double air mattress. Yeah? Uh, For two peeps? No, I'm not like, it's like a higher. Oh, it's like thicker. Yeah. I'm down. I don't know what they're, but they're apparently it's like a fancy. Also, hi everybody, it's me, Katie. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that part. Hi, yes, hi, hello, it's me, hey, good. And welcome back to Infinite Quest. Quest. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what are we talking about today, Eric? Well, speaking of tents. Well, we talked, somebody asked us a very lovely question last week about what does self-love look like for you? And we talked a bit, or more, I, I guess I ranted a bit about how self-love is, is aided in when you do when you do new things and are honest about the experiences that you have when doing those new things. Um, because for me going being outside and in nature and like sleeping outside every once in a while like in a tent is a form of self-care and self-love for me like it it sort of centers me and i wouldn't have known that had i not been exposed to it at some point in my life um and so i guess roughly i mean we're talking about doing new things and and what that can do for you but also the risk that that runs as an adhd person because sometimes you do new things and then you like me and like screw all of my responsibilities. I just want to hyper focus on that for the next rest of my life. You know? Or in the specific scenario, you get eaten by a bear. You, we're not going to get eaten by a bear. Get eaten by a suburban bear. We know the hay bear. Hay bear. We know hay bear. Just, Bears are not feel... legally allowed to attack you if you say hay bear. That's first. that is true. That's yeah. please don't sue us if you get eaten by a bear. Yeah, please. Well, if you get eaten by a bear, then <laughs> how are you going to sue us? How are you going to sue us? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's really interesting because also. I definitely talked about this in therapy today. And so it's like fresh. It's a fresh, it's a fresh boy on my fresh mind. Because like, I don't like trying new things. I mean, I do. I really like trying new things. But my problem is that the novelty wears off so quickly that it just makes me sad. Like trying new things a lot of times just makes me sad because it goes one of two ways. One of two ways. This is this is the burnt out gifted kid moment of the podcast. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Burnt Out Gifted Kid Corner with me, Katie Asaurus. Um, but either A, I do it and I find it really enjoyable. And so then it becomes like a hyper focus, hyper fixation, and I get very good at it very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes boring. Or option B, I try it and I'm not immediately good at it, and then I get frustrated and I get mad and then I don't like it. And that's it. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much my existence. And that's very sad to admit out loud. But here we are. It's we're just bar- we're just bearing our truths today, <laughs> for our dear listeners. No, that's fair. But Absolutely. like, but that's the thing. Is like, I'm like, I bet. I mean, I'm I'm again. I'm more nervous about the taking down part, because I never follow through on like cleanup stuff, and so I have like actual tent 
taking down anxiety. Uh, but it'll be fine, I guess. Well, I like Eric, I cannot stress to you how much like absolute anxiety and stress I feel about the like thought of like, yeah, we'll like go and we'll bring out like an air mattress. And so an air mattress means that we need blankets and pillows. And then we'll also probably have to bring like some some snacks and some whatever. And then probably we're going to need a thing. And then if you give a mouse a cookie, then a bunch of shit gets left in your backyard for for fucking ever. And then it gets gross and disgusting and it never gets picked up and it gets all dirty and gross. And then your backyard looks like a trash pile. And that's where I'm at in my day. Hmm. Well, for one, I feel you and I see you and I validate you. Your feelings (laughs) are valid. I'm sorry. And I totally know that feeling. I mean, there are lots of times when like I like I won't start a project just because I'm so freaked out about I know once I start, you know, this project, my whole desk is going to be covered in shit. Yeah, that's for, where I'm at. For the, till the end of time. That's where so I'm at. I totally at. get that anxiety. Um, I also get like, yeah, either doing something and being bad at it and therefore never wanting to do it again, or doing something and then being good at it and therefore it's boring and you don't want to do it again. <laughs> but I would say in this specific instance, so like I don't want to d- invalidate that as like a, a, yeah. a thing because like I get that. Um, but in the specific instance of like camping or setting up a tent in your backyard and sleeping in it, um, there is no good or bad at it. You just you just sit out there and do whatever the fuck you want. And know, hack but then it, we have wood. to like put all the stuff back in the house, and the house is already so dirty again. Well, it's camping stuff, so it's like the whole point of it is that it breaks down into very small things. So right. basically, we're gonna have like a bag that's like, uh, what? How do I say this? Like two lo- a bag that's like the size of like two loaves of bread. Then we're gonna have <laughs> two more bags that are the size of like maybe half a loaf of bread two bags like that <laughs> then another bag that's like the size of a loaf of bread and that's pretty much it and then everything else is what extra about food and, and marshmallows for s'mores well, and we'll just put those in another little bag pillows and blankets and uh i don't know well, are we doing sleeping bags or are we doing blankets accoutrement, accoutrement. i don't know amenities Kate. amenities i know what you mean it's the amenities it's okay. it, and don't worry like about the it. cooler we'll... you know the, the cooler the cooler <laughs> the cooler no, i know what you mean i mean Part, I, I feel like there's no way for me to just alleviate that stress. Not that that's what you're asking me or anybody to do, um, but you'll see. It'll be fine. It'll be. It'll be okay. It'll be so great. So, okay. Well, speaking of having anxiety about trying new things because of the inevitable conclusion of them, uh, what... I got nothing. Well, <laughs> well, I really thought I had something did there. You... I did. Well, I, mean, I can't remember who originally said this. Was it Mark Twain? I don't know. Um, but they said, I've been through a lot and some of it happened. I've been through a lot of stuff and some of it happened. Like, think about the amount of stuff that we stress about and have stressed about. Not just you and me, we, but like we humans. Yeah. Like that we've stressed about and the the scars we bear from that stress that was about something that didn't actually happen. <laughs> Like we just were worried about it happening. Maybe we think it did happen because we were so worried about it, but it didn't actually end up happening. Like, I'm thinking about like the the bosses that we remember as like having hated. And don't get me wrong, there are shitty bosses out there. But like, if I think back to like, I'm not going to say their name, but like a boss that I had, I was thinking this the other day. I remember them as being very mean to me and very very angry, and I was I was fucking terrified of them. But then as I like. I couldn't sleep that and I was like taking stock of it. I realized they were never actually that mean to me. I was just constantly afraid that they were going to be mean to me. Yeah. And so my memory of them was that they were very mean. And like I've carried that stress with me 
through my life, you know, but like when I actually thought of it, it's like, wait, nothing actually happened. Like they never really yelled at me. They're actually kind of funny. Like it, it was fine. So I don't know. There's plenty of stuff to stress about that's real that like is actually happening or about to happen, you know? So there's no, there's no point in stressing about things that aren't going to happen. Not that, not that that's like a switch that we can turn on or turn off, but I think it's good to at least acknowledge like when we're stressed about something that isn't real yet or <laughs> and may never be real. We're just worried about it. You know, that's valid. And we're going to take down. It's very, it's very procedural. In the in the, in the camping example, setting up and tearing down from camping. It's very procedural. It's not like cleaning a room where you have to figure out where to put shit. It's just like you put this in this bag, and you put that <laughs> in that bag, and then it's done. Like everything comes with its own storage stuff. Everything has its own bag. You know, cool. And Katie, a lot of stuff has the bag attached. So like. <laughs> The bag is just like a little flappy boy on the bottom of like the the oh yeah like my hammock yeah exactly so you like you can't lose the bag it's just part of it it's where you put your beer it's where you put your beer exactly in the, in the pocket it's where you put your um it's where you put your uh, tater tots your tater why do you have tater loose tots tater tots <laughs> why do you have loose tater tots in a hammock Eric? Carry, I always carry you some can't tater have tots hammock around. tots carry some in my pocket that's you know? not a thing come on loose tater it's tots it's a reference in a to hammock. to the early two thousands independent classic Napoleon Dynamite. I where he puts tear tots in his pocket. Hated that movie so much that I've blocked out the experience of watching it. <laughs> that was like a movie where I remember like everybody like I was really late to watching Napoleon Dynamite, but like everybody in my school was like losing their fucking shit about Napoleon Dynamite. And I was like, oh man, this movie's gonna be so funny. So excited. And then it was not funny. It was not a funny movie. It was just <laughs> awkward people mumbling for like two hours and i was like what is this it was very sad it was a very sad movie and i know? was like i was so baffled by that movie i like never there's like three movies like that where i just watch it i was like what is this napoleon dynamite is one of them i don't understand that movie i guess me neither i i, I mean i acknowledge the cultural significance of it you know however also uh, i don't know napoleon dynamite's brother uncle i don't know the other character in the movie with the glasses um his relationship to lafonda pure as hell <laughs> pure as hell like it's very anyways. wholesome it's very wholesome very wholesome thing but i think i, I would how do i say this i'm trying to figure out the, the words to put to this like what i was thinking talking about in that two episodes ago about trying new things and being honest about how you feel about them right the reason i put that second part on there is we go into everything biased just like as people we think about stuff and we eventually feel certain ways about it before experiencing it and like i know that there's a lot going on in your brain z's that says that you are n that you're not going to have a good time and that's fine like i'm not saying that you're <laughs> wrong to do that that's fine but like also be willing to accept that you might have a good time now if you don't that's fine bubs you do not have to like camping it is totally okay if you don't like camping <laughs> that's fine um but i mean i think i'm guilty of of that as well and i think that's why i'm harping on it so hard a lot of it, like a lot of times I will reject the fact that I like something for fucking no reason. And then I'll have to like cave to the fact that I actually like it. And it's like, <laughs> I should have just acknowledged that I liked it in the first place. You Do you know? have an example of that? Uh, coffee store modeling, frankly. Yeah. Like really? when I first started making coffee store modeling, I used to think that it was a stupid, useless thing to do, but it was indicative of some like internal genius, you know, like Andy Dufresne making a chess set in prison or something like that. <laughs> But like I always had to, I always had to to context to justify coffee store modeling as like a hobby. And I, I remember I said out loud at one point, you know, if I'm still making coffee stores and models in five years, then I really fucked up. 
But it's like, why can't I just like that based on the fact that I like that, you know? Yeah. Like Marvel movies are another thing. Like, I used to always be like, I know they're dumb, but it's like, no, fuck it. Like, I like superheroes. They're cool. You know, <laughs> they go pew, 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 and they fly around and stuff, you know? <laughs> I just, you know, there's a, it, it sucks standing in, in your own way when in, between you and liking something. So I yeah. think going into something, being willing to, being, I mean, I don't want to say open-minded because that kind of trivializes it. But going into something, being willing to accept the fact that you might like it. Or if you don't, maybe there's some little tweaks you can make to like it. I don't know. Because liking stuff is like the best part of life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> Good podcast. What else are you worried about with camping, Bubs? I'm not. I mean, I don't know. Bears. Bears? Definitely bears. <laughs> Spiders. Are there any things in your life that you felt like bad about liking or that you were hesitant to like? Deni you denied the fact that you liked? I have a really dark answer to that question. Really? Like, it's real dark. Well, I, I mean, I'm fine. You don't have to talk about anything you don't no. want to, of course. I mean, it's fine. I mean, to. I think it's, like, important to talk about. But, like, I mean, one of the things, like, gen again, I just got out of therapy. We got to stop recording the podcast right after therapy. <laughs> but, like, one of the things that I really struggle with is I have no idea what I authentically like or don't like. There are like very few things that I can I can look at and say I I for myself with no outside influence like or dislike this thing. I have no idea. Hmm. And that's weird. It's weird to think about, but it's something that I struggle with all the time. And it's because I spent so long basically becoming the person that I like i don't even know the right word like noticed or recognized or was aware of that the people around me needed me to be that i don't have a personality <laughs> like i just i'm like an, a fucking amalgamation of everybody else that i've ever encountered and especially like in terms of like relationships and so like a big thing is like eric i don't i don't like star wars all that much man i don't actually like star wars as much as is like I like Indiana Jones way better than Star Wars. But for years, my entire personality cruxed on like how much I fucking like Star Wars. And then when I finally like started being honest about myself, like with myself, I was like, I don't actually like Star Wars all that much. Like, I like it. It's fine. It's a fun movie. It's a Death Star pew pew. Like, oh, explosion. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Uh -huh. But like, I don't, I, if Star Wars disappeared off the planet tomorrow, my tattoo would make less sense. But other than that, like it would be fine, but I don't actually care that much, you know? And so figuring out what I like and dislike is really hard because there is like this very large disconnect between my having an understanding of what I actually like and what somebody either told me that I liked or that somebody around me liked and it was easier for me to like it than not like it. Hmm. And that's sad. Hmm. Uh, how, so you said <laughs> you, you basically, you said that all that was based on what other people needed you to be, yeah. right? How much of that do you think was actually based on what other people need you to be? And how much of that do you think is based on what you imagined other people needed you to be? Yes. I'm asking for percentages here. Katie. Oh, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. Hmm. Yeah. Cause, cause I think like, 
Well, you also just said, you said specifically that somebody around you said that you liked that thing. Yes. Like, do you have any examples of that? Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of like a good one. Sushi. <laughs> sushi is one. Really? Yeah. Where it was like, I didn't actually, like, I, I have since developed a taste for sushi and I now like sushi. But when I first started eating sushi, it was because somebody close to me really liked sushi. And I was like, well, if I like want to hang out with this person more then I should also like sushi. Mm. And so like and then, you know, and then I like and again, like to the conversation of like trying new things. I'm glad that I try new things because I realize that I don't like sushi. I like fucking nigiri, my dude. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like um, the like the seaweed wrap. I don't like that. It's just something about I the like flavor. It's like weird. Um, but I, I turned out I really like like tekadon. Like I really like sashimi. Like so like through that, I learned like what I actually like and dislike in terms of like sushi. But mm. now take the example of sushi and apply it to every single thing that I have ever done in my entire life. Mm -hmm. So you said earlier um, you're an amalgam of what either other people told you that you liked or what the people around you liked. So you just pretended to like it too for your social ease i suppose yes and then just now i asked you what was an example of somebody telling you that you liked a thing and you gave me an example of the latter of you pretending to like something for social ease so i'm wondering are there any times when somebody has specifically said katie i need you to like this thing or told you to like this thing or are they all you pretending to like something for social ease and if that's the case well <laughs> save that question for after <laughs> I mean, I got, I think I got told more what I didn't like than what really? I actually liked. Huh. I'm also I'm also not trying to lead you. Or no, it's okay. Like, it's okay. Like I'm, no, like I mean, the real thing is is I think I got told much more what I didn't like more than what I liked. Hmm. Like very specifically. I mean, the the best example is going to my parents and basically being like, "Hey, I'm gay," and they're like, "Nah, you're not," and I was like, "No, but I like women," and they're like, "Nah, you don't." And I was like, but I do. And they're like, nah, you don't. Jeez. And that went on for a decade. <laughs> like, I think I was 11 the first time that I like looked at my mom and I was like, I'm gay. Like, I like women. She's like, no, you don't. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I don't. You're my mom. You, you, you know better than me. Um, so there, so like that was, that was, that's like one that always has stuck with me. It's just basically being told like, no, you're not bi because it's not convenient for us. I was going to say, so I don't mean to to if this isn't true tell me to go fuck myself it's okay but it seems like at, i mean 11 that's pretty early yeah um so perhaps from then on you're thinking i need to like and be what is convenient rather than like and be what i am oh yeah absolutely 100 percent. Hmm. that's the core of the whole thing well, what would happen if you stopped doing that uh i don't know i'd probably die hey well that's better than a bad answer i'd, I'd perish uh I don't think you I mean the real the I mean again like I I don't know because I've never done it. Hmm. Aren't you, are you curious at all? Yeah, but I don't know where to start. Again, Camping. this was therapy today. Literally today. I know, I'm sorry. I, no, I know okay. you just got it's okay. therapy. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I don't mind talking about it cuz I feel like it's something that like we don't talk about enough is like 
it is especially for people with ADHD who deal with things like hyperfocus and hyperfixation where like there's that thing that defines you yeah. like oh super fan or whatever and then like suddenly like one day you wake up and like the interest is gone it's that it's that problem but compounded with the fact that I don't really know what I like or dislike and when I find something that I really really like and I really really enjoy it's like the the, the timer starts mm-hmm and yeah. it's like, you know, and it was really funny. Uh, so the other day I got a phone call from a friend. Fucking hate talking on the phone. I just do. I fucking hate talking on the phone. And he was giving me shit about it. And he was like, now I know that I called you. And so the stopwatch has started. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, like every time I call you, it's like a stopwatch to see like the, the timer just starts. And I know that I have like 10 minutes before you start getting like super awkward and uncomfortable. And I like literally said, I was like, well, it's because I feel like at some point I'm going to run out of something things to say and if i run out of things to say then that means that we're not that good of friends and then then you will think that i don't like you and then you won't be my friend anymore and he was like jesus fucking christ i was (laughs) making a joke about how fast you try and get off the phone and i'm like yeah but if i'm being honest like that's what it is And, and that's how i feel about hyper fixations is like i have that like i find the thing that i enjoy or i like or i'm like into or whatever like doctor who is a really good example fucking love doctor Who. i was like so like defined by doctor who for like a couple of years and then one day i was like meh i don't care and so i was like okay well and that was a thing that i like i liked i like i genuinely liked it but then i was like bored and it didn't scratch an itch anymore so it's like what's the point it's like what's the point of trying to figure out something that i like for myself when it's just gonna get boring or i'm gonna get good at it and it's gonna be boring or i'm gonna be bad at it and then i'm gonna be frustrated and bored it's like what's the point well, because you 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 liked it for that period of time. Yeah, I mean, one of uh, <laughs> my my aunt, um, who is a wonderful person, also has ADHD, um, said a phrase that kind of blew my mind a little bit. It was a short one, but she said, "You have to fill a life," which is like you know you're alive for, you know, if you live for if you have a, you know, let's let's just say like seventy five, eighty, eighty years, whatever. Sure. You know, if you like Doctor Who for four and a half years and then completely stop giving a shit, that's still four and a half years that you spent enthusiastic and loving and positive feeling about something. Yeah. And the fact that it ends is inconvenient. But hey, like <laughs> things end <laughs> like yeah. everything ends. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, mean, I totally get that frustration, but I don't think that devalues the time that you did spend liking it. Um, Like uh, to to steal from uh the show afterlife on netflix um if you're watching a movie and you know it's gonna end you don't just stop watching the movie you know because like oh it's gonna end so fuck off what's the point like you still watch the movie because that's you. two and a half hours that you spent you're talking to somebody thing. who has never and finished harry potter deliberately deliberately because i didn't want it to end that's true but you were also a child when that happened i was and i also don't think you stand by that decision i I, I mean i think it's interesting well for for context what are you talking about katie when the last harry potter book came out uh i was person and uh, jk rowling is trash trans rights matter preface preface but like i loved harry potter i loved harry potter so much like harry potter was one of the first things that like made me be able to like 
or like allowed me to be able to like relate to my classmates. Like it was one of the first things that like I had friends about. Like I remember specifically the day where we were like in the lunchroom and like a bunch of kids were talking about Harry Potter and I went, oh my God, are you Gryffindor or Ravenclaw? They're like, oh my God, you like Harry Potter? And I had friends like, you know, and so it was like really like socially important to me. Um, and so like I lived and died by Harry Potter. Like I was in the newspaper for like how many times I had read Harry Potter. Like it was, I was like hyper fixated on Harry Potter. Um, and so when, but the, I, but then the movie started coming out and I fucking hated the movies. I hated them. I just, there was, I just did not like them. I stopped watching the movies at the third movie. I've never seen anything past that. And so then when the book, when the seventh book came out, I was like, this is it this is this is the end like this is this is the moment where where all of this goes away and that was so hard for me that was so hard because again it's like and it sucks so much to talk about now because it's like jk rowling is fucking trash and like especially as a kid who really didn't fit in and found like a place in the world in in that world and and found a place because of that it's so hard to me, like so hard for me to like look at what she's done now and then just be like, God damn it, you fucking suck. Um, but the seventh book came out and I was like, I I wasn't ready for it to be over. I was I was very I have always tended towards the overdramatic. Also, that's important to the story. Um, but I brought a Sharpie with me to the bookstore to pen and been on pre-order. Like there was like a big thing. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Because you would like pre-order your Harry Potter book and then you like go and there was like a party. They would have like a midnight release at the bookstore and like every like everybody like wear costumes. And it was like (laughs) it was like going to a movie. It was like a movie release, but it was for a book. And that was like one of the first times that I've been like, oh, people like books like me like books. Um, And so I brought a Sharpie with me and I had one of my friends who like didn't care about Harry Potter. Specifically, I brought a friend who didn't care about Harry Potter and they I had them open the book and sharpie out the last sentence of the last Harry Potter book with the thought that if I did that and I never read the end, the last sentence of the last Harry Potter book, it would never officially be over for me. Hmm. It would never officially end. That is such a derpy story to tell in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what the last sentence is after you first told me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell I have, you. Don't I have, worry. I have but... ha- somebody told it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I like, I've never read it. But somebody has said it out loud to me to be a dick. I'm sure. Like That's we were I'm in a fight. Oh. And they stormed out of the room and they came back and they're like, and by the way, the last sentence in Harry Potter. And then they said it. And I was like, a such an asshole. That thing is to a do. dick move. That, was a dish. that is was, such a precise dick it, move. It was, too. It was Holy very shit. precise. Wow. It was a very precise thing. Well, I'm sorry. I, I, I know the I know that feeling of the things are gonna end. Have you ever heard uh uh, the expression dying fall. I don't know if it's a real thing, but it was something uh English teacher uh used in class. But it's from the the poem Love Song of Dalfa Prufrock, T. S. Eliot poem. <clears throat> um at one point the character the the narrator says, I hear the door the I hear the voices dying with a dying fall. Um and we use that phrase dying fall to indicate something that comes up in a lot of literature, which is the f- moment that you realize something's beauty beauty something's value um we we used we used the word beauty but really just something's value when you apprehend something's inherent goodness um you so too do you become aware of the fact that it's not going to last that it's going to end because everything does 
and the dying fall is that feeling. Yeah. When you real when you recognize something, like when I recognize how much I love you, and then I realize one day one of us is gonna die. Oh, don't die. Be Maybe so we're sad. gonna die at exactly the same time, which would be pretty cool because then neither of us would have to live without That's... the other. But <coughs> did you guys it's hear this... about Eric and Katie? They got really into sword fighting and there was a terrible <laughs> accident. I would be impressed if we both managed to die yeah! simultaneously in a sword fight. That would be impressive. <laughs> but anyways, I, I think I think the feeling of being afraid to see anything's value because in doing that you're starting the stopwatch, I think that's as old as as the human existence is. Yeah. And it's fucking sucks and it's and like I don't think like with for all my fucking words about it, like I don't mean to sound like I've discovered and I'm the whatever, <laughs> no. but I've definitely been aware of that for a while. Yeah. And ultimately I think fuck it you know just like fuck it it's one of those like i to try to rationalize away or to try to rationalize why you should enjoy something even though you know either it's going away or your interest in it will go away like certainly there could be a logical argument that could be laid out for like your euclidean mind to figure out why <laughs> all right actually i should enjoy it even though i'm not going to forever um but i think far more powerful than that is just fuck it like yeah things are gonna go away you're gonna stop enjoying shit but you know also fuck it yeah. on the other hand fuck it you know <laughs> <laughs> on the other just hand, fuck like it. stuff yeah i think yeah also and just for the record nobody needs you to be anything katie you can be exactly yourself that's terrifying <laughs> it's scary right it is it's uh yeah but also it's like it's just starting it's starting the process of like what what do I actually like and what would be so terrible if I just let myself enjoy it? And the answer to both of those is like, well, you'll figure it out. And also like, I think you're exactly right. Like there is, there is beauty in the fall, mm -hmm. but it's it, it, to, to, to just totally jump the shark in terms of pretentiousness. It's like, it's what unites us. Yeah. Is that none of us get to experience the things that we like forever. Yeah. Nobody ever will. That's just what it is. But you know what? You do get your experience today. Sleeping in a tent with my Sleeping bugs. Sleeping in a tent with oh, your bugs. Oh, God, I'm so fucking excited. Eric, do you want to go buy a tent? Let's go buy a tent. Okay. I mean, I have to edit the episode and do That's all this true. stuff. I but... have a meeting. But okay. And after that, we can enjoy being in a tent. Oh, I'm so fucking excited. All right. I will. My caveat is that there be s'mores. Yes, we'll make s'mores. If there's not s'mores, I'm not doing it. Okay, fair. Fair, 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 fair.